Amos was a herdsman by profession and a prophet by God's calling. During a time of great prosperity in the northern kingdom of Israel, the prophet speaks to the wealthy upper class. He warns his listeners that fulfilling God's demand for justice brings blessing, while corruption and oppression incur God's wrath. The first reading is from Amos, the fifth chapter. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and it, and it devour with none to quench it for Bethel. O you who turn justice into wormwood and cast down righteousness to the earth, they hate him who reproves in the gate and they abhor him who speaks the truth. Therefore, because you trample on the not dwell in them, but you shall not drink their wine. For I know how many are your transgressions and how great are your sins. You who afflict the righteous, who take a bribe and turn aside the needy in the gate. Therefore, he who is prudent will keep silent in such a time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you, as you have said. Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. This is the word of the Lord. The psalmody for today is verses from Psalm 90. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In the second reading for today, we are told not to be like the Israelites who heard God's word and yet rebelled and disbelieved. Instead, we have come to share in Christ and hear his voice speaking to us. The second reading is from Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion. For who were those for who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt with Moses, and with whom he was provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of, dis- of unbelief. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. And as Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. 
do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Twice a month, on a Tuesday, at 7 o'clock, I get together with other volunteer firefighters for training at the fire station. We usually have about eight people who show up each week, and we discuss everything from wildland fires to doing first aid during the War Eagle Fair. This past week, there were only four of us at training, and it had been raining most of the day and still drizzling off and on, and the roads were pretty slick. We had just finished reviewing swift water rescue techniques and driving in inclement weather, because we have to drive those big trucks sometimes. And our pagers go off. It's a 911 call for a single car accident on Highway 12 near Key Road. Most of you know what scenic Highway 12 looks like with all of its S-curves if you've ever been down that road. And you cannot be distracted by anything, especially at night when the roads are wet. Distractions. You don't have to raise your hand, but just think about what I'm about to ask you. How many of you listen to the radio while driving? How many of you have Bluetooth in your car so you can get incoming calls and text messages and answer them? How many of you have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest, or get notifications that you've just gotten a new email? How many of you watch the news or other TV shows that you absolutely have to watch every day? How many of you lay awake at night worrying about things for work or your health or your family. I think you know where I'm going with this. These may not seem like distractions that will do any major harm, but our everyday distractions are no different than the distractions of the people in our Old Testament lesson. They distract us from God. Israel was doing some very unfortunate things. They were distracted by worshiping other gods and things they personally created rather than the one true creator. Amos tells them, seek good and not evil. How many times do you turn on the TV, look at Facebook or Twitter, and see negativity and hatred? When you immerse yourself in day in and day out, that negativity begins to seep into your very being and will ooze out into everyday life and relationships. Your actions follow your beliefs. If you surround yourself with negative thoughts and people, you become a negative person. In our lesson in Hebrews, it says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. 
but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We all have times in our lives where we become distracted, question, or have trouble believing. What this lesson tells us today is when we have times like these, don't turn away from God, but rather turn to God. Pray. And if you see another falling away, pull them back. Tell the truth with love and encourage them to seek God. Pray for them. God cares about what is in our hearts and our minds, and if we stay focused on Christ, maybe, just maybe, the distractions won't seep in and consume us. Distractions. I don't know if the driver of the car was distracted or just misjudged the curve that night, but we had to respond to the call. Chief Daniel jumped in engine 1411 while Gordon and I took our own personal vehicles to the scene. While en route, we heard another responder radio to us that the accident was on rollover curve, and I think you can guess how it got its name. As I approached the curve, I could see the ambulance up ahead on the south side of the road with the red and white lights flashing, and a police car on the north side of the road with the blue lights flashing. The car, a small four-door sedan, was completely upside down on the north side of the road, partially on the embankment. The two people who were in the car had managed to push open the doors or crawl out through the broken windows. They were being attended to by one of our first responders and the ambulance crew. No serious injuries, thank God. Our job now was to manage traffic. Now you may think that directing traffic is no big deal and anybody can do it. And while that may be true, there are a number of things to consider in this particular situation. One, this accident occurred on a curve. Two, the ambulance is on the opposite side of the road from the victims. Three, it's dark, drizzling, and the roads are slick. Number four, where do I go if I have to get out of the way of an oncoming car that isn't going to stop or can't stop? It was a good thing that I wore my trusty reflective jacket so I grabbed my sign and my handy flashlight that's really cool and my radio and I walked about mm, 50 to 75 yards from the scene now when I flash my light on my jacket even in the daylight you can see how it gets reflected so at night most of the time when your headlights are shining on the jacket people will at least slow down or stop most of the time. Since nothing was actually blocking the road, we tried to keep traffic moving slowly as much as possible. So I stood there doing this most of the time, waving my arms with my jacket on, and I had my sign, and sometimes I had to yell, slow down, as they were driving too fast. But as as soon as it came time for the EMTs to load up the victims in the ambulance, we had to stop traffic completely. I could see headlights approaching, so I start waving my arms, and the car starts to slow down and stops. I informed the driver and his wife that there was an accident ahead and that they were loading the ambulance, and it shouldn't be very long. Now, mind you, this first car is stopped. He has his hazard lights flashing, 
and you can see the red lights of the ambulance ahead on the curve. I'm waving my arms and doing my thing. You know, I can see another car coming up from behind. And pretty soon, the white van just whizzes right by me. <laughs> was the man driving distracted by something else? Maybe he was in a hurry to get home to someone or something else. Maybe he didn't see me. Or the stop sign. Or the stopped car with the flashing hazard lights? How many times are we distracted by things in our lives and we don't see the sign? We don't see God in our lives. We whiz right by those God appointments. In the gospel lesson, the rich man questions how to inherit eternal life. He's followed all the commandments and done everything he could to live a good life. But Jesus tells him, there's one thing you lack. One thing. Relationship. A relationship with Jesus. The man feels rejected. Jesus has just told him to sell everything he has. Everything. And to follow him. Compared to other countries, living here in the United States, we are surrounded by so much wealth and distraction how can we be Christians with so much distraction? How can we focus on Jesus with everything that is around us? Most of us feel that we've worked very hard for what we have. But in reality, what we have has been given to us by God. He gave us life. He gave us our abilities. Everything can be attributed to God. And that's what Jesus was telling the man. He told him, you've been given way more than you need. Give it all away and follow me. The only treasure you need will be given to you in heaven if you follow me. We heard it in the special music this morning. Melinda sang, all your ways are good. All your ways are sure. In you, there's life everlasting. In you, there's freedom for my soul. In you, there's joy, unending joy. Why wouldn't we want to follow Jesus? Distractions. As the man in the white van whizzed by me, I radioed ahead to warn the others. But the driver must have put two and two together when he actually saw the ambulance because he stopped about 25 yards from the accident and had a little ch chat with a police officer too. And he could have gotten a ticket for going by me, but he didn't. Then the man in the van, slowly backed up closer to me, rolled down his window, apologized, put his hazard lights on, and sat waiting patiently for when we could release traffic. Back it on up. Turn back. Repent and ask for forgiveness. How many times do we have to hear it before we get it? I'm sorry to say, but we will have to continue to hear it until our last breath. We are sinful people, and no matter what we try to do, we can't do it without God. Prayer and immersing ourselves in God's word are our number one ways of communicating with our Lord. And prayer is a very powerful thing. During our service this morning, we will be mentioning the names of over 25 people that we are praying for. Did you know that we have over 150 people on our prayer chain list? 
Yes, 150 people are being prayed for by special, a special group of prayer warriors right here at Emmanuel. Prayer changes lives. And that's why in today's psalm, the people were asking God, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let your work be shown to your servants. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. They were asking God to give them work, to give them things to do. You know the old saying, be careful what you wish for? Well, it can just as well be said, be careful what you pray for. Here the people are asking God to teach them to take advantage of their numbered days so they can nurture their hearts in the ways of God. So they can nurture their hearts in the ways of God. Our days are numbered, folks. Are our hearts on the right track? Are we ready to accept the work that God places before us? Will we see the signs or the appointments that he gives us on a daily basis? Or will the distractions of our lives get in the way? It may not hurt to ask yourself these questions every single day. What in my life is sour or sinful? Don't look at what others' lives look at. Look at your own. What is in my heart? Is it positive or negative? How am I doing with Jesus today? As Amos urged the people, I too urge you, seek the Lord and live. When you seek good, then the ultimate good, God, will be with you. No one ever said following Jesus would be easy, but he is the only way, the truth, and the life. May these words that Melinda sang earlier be the words of Emmanuel Lutheran Church. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. I will trust in you alone. Higher than my side, high above my life, I will trust in you alone. Who you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow. Light into the world, light into my life. I will live for you alone. You're the one I seek knowing I will find all I need in you alone. I will follow. Lord, help us be that church. Let us declare our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried 
and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for God's people. Gracious Father, it is your gracious will that we sinners come to you in faith so that we may share in Christ. We thank you for the forgiveness we have have in him and for the assurance we are given that you hear and answer us for his sake. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the church, you reveal yourself wherever your word is proclaimed in all the world. Grant that all souls burdened by sin and guilt find salvation in you. Guide us here at Emmanuel Lutheran that we proclaim Christ to your people throughout the world that he gave his life for. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, help us to make Christ-like stewardship a way of life at Emmanuel Lutheran. We give you thanks and praise as the source of all we have and all that we are. Help us to place you first in our lives and to become less preoccupied with material things. Help us make your priorities our priorities and to put our faith into action. Lord, in your mercy. As we continue Emmanuel's stewardship campaign, give us the willingness to give back the talents, treasures, and times with which we have been blessed. Help us to hear your call to be good stewards, caretakers, and managers of all your gifts. Make us share them for your purpose and according to your will. May we serve you and pray with a joyful spirit of mind and heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the music ministry at Emmanuel Lutheran. We ask for your blessing on all vocalists and instrumentalists as they give of their time and talents to praise you with song. As we seek a director of music ministry, we ask that the Holy Spirit work in the heart of the person you have chosen, that they may hear and feel your calling. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of grace and compassion, we know that you hear our prayers. We give you thanks and praise for all answered prayers. Faithful healer of both soul and body, we lift up before you those who are suffering in any way, physically, mentally, relationally, and spiritually. Today, we remember Kurt and family, Bob, Thurman, Jeff, Markelin, Audrey, Jim, Allison, Dallas, Jesse, Arturo, Scott and Braden, Donna, Jackson, Matt, Lissa, Dana, Janelle, the Martin family, Olivia and Jennifer, Trey, Martha, Hillary, Stephanie, Sierra, Norma, Brad and Brenda, Mary, and those we name now in our hearts. Grant that their hearts and minds may be guarded in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. 
Into your loving arms we commend all for whom we pray. We will trust in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us now join in the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us to pray.